In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. Hey everybody, I hope you're doing really well today. We uh, have invited you into this conversation we're having here at 419 Disciple Makers Podcast about the method that Jesus used to disciple those 12. It's really interesting because the method that he used is something that we can use today. It's not rocket science, really. It's actually just a skill or a craft that uh, Christians can learn. That was the goal he had, to teach this to his 12 so that they could carry it on. And so we're basically basically basing this out of the uh, basically basic uh, out of the book Master Plan of Evangelism by Dr. Robert Coleman, where he looks at the eight principles that Jesus uh, did uh, and that we can do as well. We can duplicate. And so uh, last week we jumped into the first one, which was selection, how to select those that you're going to be discipling. And today we're going to be looking at the second one, which is association. Now, association um, sounds like something you join, I guess, but really it's just about how do you be with other people? And so once these uh, people that God has given you uh, to disciple that have come into your world or into your life and you recognize that uh, God has given you the green light here to um, pour into them, invest in them spiritually, what do you do? Well, the second step really is again, called association, and it's about just being with them. Now, there's all kinds of ways that we see Jesus doing this. We see Jesus teaching, and uh, we see him on the boat. We see him traveling. And so we believe in this, uh, say, three-plus years, that Jesus spent a lot of time with these 12. As a matter of fact, the arc of his ministry, we see that as time went on, he actually spent less time with the crowds and more time investing in these 12. Why did he do that? Again, we said last week, because he's a realist. He knew that he was going to be leaving and that somebody was going to have to take the, the, the mantle. Somebody was going to have to, to carry on. And so that's why he spent so much time training and investing in these disciples. Well, the same is true for us. We can't do it all. We can, though, however, train others as we go through this world to learn how we have learned to live like Jesus, but it's going to take us being with them. I already said years ago, and I believe this, that we impress people from a distance, but we impact people up close. I really believe that that's true. When, if you were to ask me, Mark, who are the people who've impacted your life? They're not people on a screen or on a computer or in an arena. They're the people who have walked with me through the valleys through the, and celebrated with me, and they know my name and they know me, and they know my story. These men, these women have the, are the ones who have impacted my life. So what we have to do is become very intentional about associating with those that God has given us. Now, I don't want this to sound like a scheme of any kind. It's not. It's not a scheme. It's just an intentional process that we know works because we see it in the life of Jesus. And so I want to share with you something that, um, that I've learned along the way, I would give somebody credit for whoever taught it to me, but I honestly can't remember who it was. So if you know this, just write me and say it was you. Uh, it's called the Be With Principle. The Be With Principle. And it's interesting because there's two scriptures that we see it really play out. Now, the first one is in Mark chapter 3, verse 14. 
And it's really an interesting passage of Scripture. Uh, and so Jesus has been teaching the Twelve. He's been, um, uh, you know, knowing that he's been with the crowds. He's been up in the Galilee. And it says here in uh, verse 13, Mark chapter, uh, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 14, it says, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12, designating them apostles, that they might be with him and that, that he might send them out to preach. Now, after that, it lists those 12. And we said last week that you can't say, I just disciple, you know, anybody God sends me kind of generically. No, no. Jesus had 12 people that he knew by name. He knew their family. He knew their occupation. He knew their fears. He knew all about them. Why? Because he spent time with them. Well, what's really cool in the scripture is it says that he uh, appointed the 12 designating them apostles, and here's the reason, that they might be with him. Think about that. Not that he could teach them great and wonderful and powerful things. I mean, that would happen, but it would happen because he was with them. Now, you and I have this commodity of time that it's, it's, it's one of the most precious commodities we have because, again, nobody gets to the end and says, boy, I wish I had more money. No, they always want more what? They want more time. And so time is a gift from God. And if we believe that it's our time, then we treat it that way. But if we believe that our time is a gift from God and God has given us that time, then we say, God, how do you want me to use my time? And I believe that living the Great Commission lifestyle, it takes time. It takes time set apart to be with people. So for men that I've discipled over the years, uh, and I've had several groups uh, over the years that I've, I've discipled, it's been my joy, actually, um, I can remember as I was selecting and praying over who God wanted me to have in my group, I just would schedule coffees with these guys or lunch or golf or, or anything, just anything to just spend an hour with them doing something, just so I could observe their life and get to know them a little bit better and to just make sure that these men that I'm praying over, I had a list of five or six names, and I would just try to calendar out every month ways to spend time with these men before I ever invited them into my group. Reading the life of Jesus and seeing how he did it, I, I think that's pretty close to it. Now, again, it's it's not the only way to do it, and it's not the perfect way to do it. I don't do it perfectly. But it is a very intentional way to do it. And this be with principle is powerful. And how do we know that? Well, after Jesus chooses them, and then he teaches, and then he, of course, is betrayed, dies, resurrected, and then the book of Acts comes along, we see the Holy Spirit come into these guys' lives, they're scared to death. They don't know what to do. And then they go out doing the ministry that Jesus had trained them in. And if you go over to Acts 4.13, it's really interesting. It's kind of a play on numbers. The first with principle is Mark 3.14. The second one is Acts 4.13. And let me read it to you, especially if you're driving right now, because I don't want you doing that. Just trust me. This is what it says. <laughs> it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see it? The with principle. Jesus called these men to be with him. And later, the evidence of their life was that they had been with Jesus. What's your with Jesus time look like? Have you been with Jesus lately? Is is your time with God suffering? Is is time taking over for you? And if you just had a little more time in the day, you could spend more time with God? Well, 
Friends, that's not going to happen. You're not going to get more time in the day. We've got to make time. It's got, God has got to be the priority of our life, the first commandment. And when God becomes the priority of our life, then spreading God's message becomes the priority of our life. And we begin to do that through discipleship, through sharing with others what we know to be true about living for Jesus. So I want to encourage you today that it's not that complicated of a process. You don't have to go to seminary for this. You don't have to memorize the Bible for this. You just first have to pray for God to send you some people to disciple and then put your antennas up and start looking and listening because God will definitely do that. And when he does, then start the second principle of association. Invite them into your home. Invite them to plays. Invite them to church. Invite them to play golf or to play tennis or to shop or to coffee or to lunch or to breakfast. Just live invitationally. And in each one of those times, this again, this says not to feel like a job interview because that's not what you're doing. You're just spending time with these people so you can better, more clearly know them, what makes their, their, life, their life tick, what their fears are, how, how things are going for them, so that you can be an even more effective disciple maker for them. So it's a wonderful principle, this be with principle. I am looking at just this, the model that a mother and a, and a son have or a father and a daughter have. Um, you know, they say we spell love, T-I-M-E, and I believe that. I had a funny story one time. I, I, I get the opportunity still, I can't believe it, to speak to children's groups. And I do this uh, retreat called Scream, uh, you know, every year to uh, in the in the mountains. And there's, <laughs> listen to this, there's like four or five hundred third, fourth, and fifth graders there. I don't know if you've ever had the joy of trying to speak to hundreds of third, fourth, and fifth graders before, but <laughs> oh man, it is exhausting and it is wonderful. And what's so cool is that you can really bring the simple gospel into their lives and change their life. But I remember one time teaching there uh, in one of the sessions on a Friday night or Saturday night, and I, I asked the group that, I said, how do you spell love? And I, of course, I had just set up, you know, love is, is, is spelled out in time. In time, we invest in people that we love or things that we love. And I said, you spell, t- you spell love T I. M E. And of course, this little boy on the front row was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, you don't. And I was like, well, you, 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 you get where I'm going. And he was like, nope, you don't. You spell time, T I M E. He just wouldn't go there with me. Of course, everybody in the whole room laughs, but, but you know what I mean. You spell, you spell love, T I M E. And if you love these people that God has put into your life to invest in, you'll spend time with them. And Here's a little secret. If you don't love them, ask God to give you his love for them. God is love, and God will give you love for people. So if there are people that you sometimes you just don't feel like you really like them that much, ask God, God, give me your love for them so that I can invest in them and I can be with them because that's what's going to change lives in the end. I hope that's encouraging to you. It reminds me of a story one time of a... Uh, of a father who had been working a lot, and he had been traveling a lot, and he'd been out of the house a lot, and he had a little, he had a little six-year-old boy, and a little boy had chores to do, and of course, when he was, daddy was gone, he'd make him the man of the house, and he would uh, do the chores, and with those chores, his mama gave him a little bit, a little bit of an allowance, you know, so he could learn how to earn money, and and um, so he had collected that in his piggy bank, and he um, 
was trying to have a conversation with his dad when his dad was home for business. And he asked his dad, he said, um, he said, dad, how much money do you make? And he said, what? He said, dad, how much money do you make? And he said, well, son, you know, I, <laughs> I hesitate to telling you all that. Why, why, you, why you ask? Why are you curious? And he said, I just want to know how much money you make an hour. And his father thought about it. And he said, I, I'm not going to tell him the real thing because, you know, who knows what he'll do with that information. And so he said, son, um, about probably about $20 an hour. And um, he said, why do you want to know? The little boy ran into his room, emptied out his piggy bank, came out with $20 in coins and said, dad, can I buy an hour of your time? <laughs> you know, we invest in the people and the things that we love. And so I want to encourage you today as a lover of God, a Theophilus, to get out there and to love on these people that God has put into your life. Be with them. Spend some quality and a little quantity time. And in the process of that, God will make it more more and more clear to you of who you're supposed to be investing in. So looking at these eight steps that Jesus did that we can do, uh, the first one's selection. This one is association. Next week, we're going to be looking at consecration. And that's how... How did how were they set apart for this special work? And the question then beckons, are you and I set apart for something special? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer to that. I believe you are. But what does that look like in our day-to-day lives? We're going to tackle that next week. So, hey, I want to encourage you today to live the Great Commission lifestyle. As uh, one of our pastors says, get out there and give them heaven. <laughs> and get to our 419 Disciple Makers org and get some of those resources on there, or videos, or contact us. Let us know uh, what we're doing well, uh, what you like, uh, and how we can serve you even better. What are some things that are on your mind that are curious? Uh, because we're here uh, to serve you, to serve God, and to see the kingdom grow. So until we're back again next time, invite somebody to listen to the podcast with you. Invite somebody to join us in this great community that we have. And until then, I wish you all the best now. Again, get out there and give them heaven. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.